Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we're back at it today. We will be talking about this Jets versus Colts game. Jets are coming in kind of banged up, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's injuries there, wide receiver, Perriman out, Crowder out. Uh, there's things also at our offensive line as well with Fant out. Ashton Davis is going to be out for the game too. You know, there, there's, there's some issues there. And we also have major issues of coaching that we're worried about. Worrying about adjustments. Can they be made? Because this Colts team doesn't give a damn about the injuries we have at all. You know, they're dealing with different things themselves and they're going to come out and they're going to look for a victory. So we've got to attack. We've got to go out there with our heads together. Uh, we have to go out there ready to play this game because we're going into their house. And they're ready to, to handle business. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to bounce back from that beating that we got last week. You know what I'm saying? So let's go ahead and get into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I am here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. Also love going back and forth with folks about this football team. So leave me some feedback. And without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show because I am fired up. Listen, folks, I'm going to get to the callers. we got callers already in the lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to talk to you folks about this game. Uh, but as I was speaking about, listen, this team, the Colts, they're serious business. They got guys that can get after it, especially from an offensive standpoint. You got Rivers. You got Taylor, their running back. Pittman and wide receiver, young kids. They just got T.Y. Hilton, who's, you know, a wily veteran. That guy knows what's going on in this league, uh, Pascal, they got Paris Campbell, Ali Cox is a guy that I'm extremely, you know, worried about as well going into this game, and Doyle. The Jets are going to be tested. We are absolutely going to be tested there, and we've got we've to stand up. And my first question is, you know, what's going on with Gaze? You know, is he ready? Is he ready for this Colts game? Does he have a plan for this Colts defense? Because they can get after it too on defense as well. Uh, you know, they got Entree, they got DeForest Buckner, that guy is a monster. They got Houston, who's, you know, been a solid veteran. You know, this was a guy that was just, <laughs> that can just really take take over, you know, even still. He still, you know, got some scooting to move to him, even though he's an older player. He still can get around that edge. He can still get bend and he can still put pressure on the QB. They also got Lewis as well out there. So they've got some players and they're a team that, that's fight. They're scrappy and they can get it done. Uh, we've got to come out there. We've got to play hard. And and Adam Gaze has got to have these guys ready, particularly on offense. Um, I'm looking to see what his offensive plan looks like. I'm looking to see how he's going to deal, uh, you know, with Fant being out, what kind of position will he put this offensive line in? Is the, is, are the offensive plays going to be vanilla like they were in the last game? Are you going to come out and just not do much? Are you going to push the ball down the field? Because this Colts, even though they have some solid pass rushers, this Colts secondary – you know what I'm saying? You can you can get some things done with them, even though we're a little banged up at wide receiver and we're going to be missing uh, Pyramid and Crowder, even though those guys are going to be out, you know, we can still take our shots. There's still some opportunities to, to be taken there. So I'm wondering if, if he's going to open up his offense at all. Is he going to make the offensive adjustments? That's the biggest question about Gaze. Is he ever going to adjust? Is he ever going to change his gaze? Is he ever going to look at the situation and say, okay, there's matchups that I could take advantage of out there. Let me go ahead and take advantage of them. Um, even if we're not, even if we're getting away from the wide receiver, why not utilize our tight ends? You got Herndon, you got Griffin. Why are we not playing two tight end sets? Why are these guys not out here getting targets? 
There should be no reason why they shouldn't. These guys should be used early and often, especially when it's being as banged up and wide receiver as we are. Herndon was a guy that people talked about constantly. You know, I, I, I talked about him in the offseason, and I said, hey, listen, I think he's, you know, got some talent, but the kid's got to show it. You've got to put him in better positions. Yes, he had a drop last week, but he should be able – he should have more plays called his way. You know what I'm saying? He should have more plays called specifically him for Sam to get him the ball and for him to be able to make moves. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of questions, particularly about this offense. I'm worried about the defense as well. Uh, I'm worried about, you know, what's going to happen here as far as uh, them targeting Marcus May. Even though I think Marcus May is a phenomenal safety, I know they're going to go after him with these bigger tight ends. I know they saw, you know, last week what happened with Jordan Reed. I'm a little bit worried about the run defense as well, particularly, you know, if they have Ogletree out there, does he even understand where he's supposed to be? <laughs> you know, so there's, there's just a lot of concerns going into this this game against the Colts and I'm I'm a little worried. I'm going to say that I am definitely a little worried. So I'm going to get to the callers first. Um, you know, everyone that listens to me on Blog Talk Radio, um, I, I do live stream uh, during the show. So not only will I talk to callers, I will also talk to the chat as well. My guys in the chat are definitely speaking their minds too. So we'll go to them too. Uh, so first off, I'm going to start with the callers. I'm going to go to 908. 908 is your time. Let me know who you are, where you're from, and what are your thoughts on this uh, Jets game against the Colts? Joe, it's your boy, Steve. What's up? What's going on, Steve? How's everything going, my friend? I'm doing all right, Joe. How are you doing? Oh, you know, Steve, I I got some questions, man. I got some questions. I'm doing all right, but I'm looking at this game, and I'm saying to myself, you know, what exactly is going to happen here? You know what I'm saying? That's that's my first question for you, starting at the top. I want to talk to you about gays, man. I want to talk to you about Gaze, and I want to I want to know: Do you think he'll come out ultra conservative against this Colts football team? I got to be very honest, Joe. I have no idea what the hell he's going to do tomorrow. Okay, I don't know what he is going to do tomorrow because there. It's just that I, honestly, like every time when I see Adam Gaze on the sideline, I just get worried about like what is he going to do. But mm-hmm. but now I want to just get into this game. So we're going into this game. This is week number three. We have a 4 o'clock game tomorrow, 1 o'clock your time, Joe, out in California, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock Eastern yeah. time here where I am. We're going to Indianapolis to play against the Colts. Now, here is the thing about facing Indianapolis. Indianapolis at times is a 500 team. Now, there's going to be some weeks where they will come out and they'll be good, and then there are some weeks when they don't look good. But let's talk about these players we're going up against. I'm going to start with the offensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, you got Phillip Rivers, who's their starting quarterback. Now, Phillip Rivers is a veteran quarterback that's been in the league for many years. I mean, he is he he always will be a good quarterback and I think he is a future Hall of Famer when he does retire. But I mean, he is not the same quarterback that he used to be. Now, the thing is though, one thing that he did have that he didn't have when he was with the Chargers for the last couple of years, the Colts have a very good offensive line. I mean, I remember the last couple of years their offensive line was one of the was 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 one of the biggest strengths of their offense. Now, when you mm-hmm. look when you look at that, it starts off with that guy Nelson. They drafted and they drafted yep. sixth overall 
back in 2018. Because yep. remember, that was that was part of the Sam Darnold trade yep. that he did. That was, yep, and and he is a Pro Bowler now. The thing mm-hmm. is, when you look at the wide receivers, the best receiver on that team is number 13 in T.Y. Hilton. I mean, T.Y. Hilton has been has been a great Indianapolis Colt for many years, and he definitely is going to be a key factor to watch. Another receiver, which I was going to bring up, but now he's on IR for them, that's the guy Campbell. I mean, last week he got hurt against the Vikings last week, against the Vikings last week, and now is on injured reserve. Another player I was you were talking about who's now going to be their starting running back because Marlon Mack is out for the year because he tore his ACL. So now we're going to be facing their second running back as the starting running back. The Colts as an offensive team, and with, with let's, I mean, you know, Jack Doyle is a game-time decision tomorrow, and then you got Mo Alley-Cox, who I think is a really good tight end because he's a big, big tight end. The Jets' defense is definitely going to have a really, really good taste at this Colts offense. Now, the thing is, though, when you, talk, when you look at this team, I mean, this is the game plan is for the Jets' defensive side of the ball is, you know, you got to put the pressure on Rivers because – I'll say this about Phillip Rivers. He is not a very good quarterback when he is under pressure because I've seen him in games in many careers before. There are at times, like, if, if you put the pressure on him, he's going to make mistakes, and the Jets have to capitalize on those on offensive mistakes that Indianapolis makes. But the thing is, though, when you, when you look at that with the Colts offense, I mean, it is a decent offense. I, it's just they got to have a game plan, and Greg Williams has to have a game plan. I mean, the thing I'm I'm, I'm going to be worried about tomorrow is going to be the Jets secondary. I mean, Marcus May definitely has to play a better game than he did last week against mm-hmm. um, San Francisco. But I'm I'm worried about the corner position because listen, I mean, T. Y. Hilton, who's going to be the one on T. Y. Hilton? Who's going to be the one on Pasco? So who's going to be? He he's going to be. Um, it, uh, there, uh, there's another receiver, your boy Mike Pittman, Mike Pittman Mike Jr. Pittman, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your boy from 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 USC. I mean, he yeah. definitely could be a key playmaker. Hopefully, Joe won't have a good game for the Colts tomorrow because I know that's your boy right there from USC. <laughs> yeah, you know, first off, Steve, you already bringing it. All right, you already bringing the fire. You know, first and foremost, that's the power work with you. Yes, yes, I'm telling you, Steve is already bringing a fire already. You covered quite a bit, um, and and I, I see some of your concerns there, Steve. Uh, I understand your concerns about the defense, like I talked about a little bit earlier. I think that Marcus May, they're definitely going to test him. They're definitely going to try to see, hey, you know, who exactly is this guy? You know, can this guy, you know, cover the Titans we have out there? And Mo Ali Cox is one of the guys that I'm worried about. I'm very worried about him because, like you said, he's a big body guy. You know that can that can make a little bit of space, use his body, and really catch the football. And also Jack Doyle, I know he's a game time decision because he's dealing with that ankle stuff. But uh, let me tell you something: if his ankle's all good, this is a guy that can move as well. And I'm just wondering how we're going to cover him if they put them both out there on the field at the same time. But my biggest concern, Steve, and I know you touched on it just a little bit, was the running back Taylor. Uh, Taylor to me is a guy that isn't you know just your run-of-the-mill running back. This guy can come out of the backfield and catch the football too. And we saw, you know, the issue that we had against the Niners, uh, you know, with them, with, with us trying to cover their running backs coming out of the backfield. And so that's my question for you is, I understand you're concerned about the tight end, you know, position with the Colts, but are you concerned about the running backs 
coming out of the backfield, really using and abusing our middle linebackers and catching the football and getting yardage that way. It is it is something I am going to be a little bit worried about tomorrow. I mean, listen, if the Colts had Marlon Mack playing tomorrow, I would definitely be more worried. But I mean, they're but they're down to like their backups now because since Marlon Mack is out for the season because he tore his ACL the first game of the season in Jacksonville, it's just it's just the thing is the thing is it does worry me a little bit. I mean, I personally don't know what will happen happen tomorrow, but the thing is the Jets have to be ready because that is the one thing that Philip Rivers does like to do at times. He is one of those quarterbacks that does like to throw the ball in the backfield to, to the running back. So that's something that the Jet linebacking crew has to be ready. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, and I just really hope that Avery Williamson starts tomorrow because if I have to see Alec Ogletree yeah. start again tomorrow over Avery Williamson, oh I'm going to flip. I am going to flip, yeah. Joe, if that, if that happens again. But now I'm going to barf as well. Look, I absolutely hear you. Uh, But I want to go to the offensive side of the ball with you, Steve, because uh, let me tell you something. We talked about the defense a little bit, but I have some questions about them offensively as well, especially with the guys who are missing, you know, with Fant being out and Connor McGovern, you know, being questionable. It's looking like Andrews is going to start in his place. It's looking like a Doga is going to start at right tackle. Man, I want to get your thoughts on that, particularly on Adoga, because last year when we saw him, everybody, including myself, was like, whoa, this guy, we, we need a right tackle as soon as possible. He should not be our starter. Well, well, listen, Do you think that he'll be able to turn it around this year, Steve, and play solidly in the absence of fans? Hey, listen, Joe, well, first off, I can't believe you say that, said that because Adoga was another one of your boys back out in USC, but... Anyway, I keep, it, um, I keep listen, it real. If you're from USC, I, you know, look, I love you, but I'm going to keep it real about you, too. I was the one that told you guys after we drafted him, he's not a starter. This kid's a project. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should have took him a little yeah, later. Yeah, no, listen. But, you know, it is what it is. Listen, it's going to be really interesting tomorrow what to see from Adoga. I mean, if let's say if, if he does tend to struggle tomorrow, I mean, we do have the other guy that could also play at the right tackle position. Um, I think it's Sean McDer- um, McDermott. Did I say his name right? I, I think, think you said, said yeah, his name right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, Adoga definitely had a moment from last year where he did struggle. I mean, listen, he was a rookie last year, so hopefully he does learn. I mean, it does kind of suck, unfortunately, that we did that we don't have George Fant tomorrow. Because the thing is, so far at the beginning of the season, I've been really impressed with George Fant of how he's been doing. The thing is, George, because the thing was, I remember Joe. A lot of Jets fans did not like the signing of George Fant first, but he really, really has shown a lot of progress. It's just I wish he was the one that was starting tomorrow instead of Adoga, but unfortunately, because of his concussion, he has to sit this game out but now we got to talk about the Colts defense now the Colts defensive line improved very 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 much and I mean the way how they improved was was which was this they went out they traded their first round pick of 2020 gave it to San Francisco San Francisco gave them DeVoris Buckner and DeVoris Buckner really, really upgraded their defensive line because Indianapolis's defensive line last year was not very good. But having the upgrade of DeVoris Buckner on their team, I think is a really, really nice upgrade. Now, the other player they do have to watch out for, like you did say, 
even though he's not at the same as he was back then, because, I mean, he was great back in the day, but he is still very good, and that's Justin Houston. Now, if let's say if if, if Makai Benton or if Adoga has got to face Houston tomorrow, they got to be prepared and ready to go. They have to be prepared and ready. It's just Justin Houston can definitely get after the quarterback, and that is unfortunately my biggest concern. Go, going into that now, yeah, but, but Steve, the thing is, hold on, hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. And I, and I hear what you're saying about that. I hear what you're saying about you know the the Colts pass rusher, and they do have some guys that can get after it. But my question is, okay, well, how can we offensively adjust? Because yes, they have some guys who can get after it. Yes, you know we we know the fans out that Adoga is going to be out there, and that Andrews is probably going to be out there as well if if Connor McGovern doesn't play. But wouldn't this be a situation where you could see tight end usage, where you could see maybe Herndon just helping out a little bit in the blocking game right before he goes out for, you know, a pass or maybe a running back and come up and chip right before he goes out for a pass and stuff like that? Wouldn't, isn't that something that you could see utilized to kind of throw the timing of these pass rushers off and still give Sam an opportunity to get the ball out to guys that are running crisp and solid routes? Yeah, no, no, because the thing is, you know, when you look at the thing with that, I mean, if Herndon's got to do a play where he's got a block to do extra protection for, for like, uh, for, for a play, um, if he needs the help Adoga out, then he's got to help out Adoga uh, mm-hmm. on Justin Houston. Or, like, the same thing with Makai Benton. I mean, the thing is, when I look at this, when I look at this, it's definitely going to be a challenge. I mean, Listen, the Colts defense definitely improved on the up front and their linebacking crew. And the other one you've got to watch, watch out for is probably their best – I think he is their best defensive player on their team. And I think it's um, – what is his name again? Um, I think Leonard. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they have a couple guys. I mean, like I said, Buckner, Entre. Uh, Entre is that, – that guy's really good. Uh, Lewis as well is a really good player. I mean, Steve, you're, you're talking about their defense, but what are, you, what are your thoughts about that secondary, though? Don't you think that the Jets could take some shots down the field on that secondary? Because all the guys you're talking about is their yeah, no, this, and guys. Couldn't you see the Jets attacking downfield if, if that, Gaze decides Colts, to adjust? That is, Isn't that yes, a weak point for them? Yes, that is their weakest point of their defense, and that is their secondary. And especially with the fact that they lost Malik Hooker for the season now because – He's another guy who tore his ACL last week against the Vikings. He, this, he, that is something that Adam Gaze has to do. He, Adam Gaze in this game has to let Sam throw the ball down the field. The, the offensive line's got to protect Sam, and Sam's got to throw the ball down the field. The thing is, Joe, yeah. the biggest fear I have tomorrow is, is that Adam Gaze is going to do what Adam Gaze wants to do. Screenplay, third and long. I mean – if I, if I, 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 I got to tell you, if I'm going to see this, Joe, I know you're oh laughing about this, but if oh, I no. have to watch these screen plays again, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to lose my mind. And, and this is yeah. the thing that I hate that Adam Gaze is doing. And I don't even like the fact how he's not going to try and throw the ball down the field, especially when you're going up against a very weak secondary in Indianapolis. Because the thing is, Indianapolis can definitely give up some big plays on their on their defensive side of the ball. Even though I will say mm-hmm. this, I mean, last week they faced Kirk Cousins, and listen, Kirk Cousins is a trash quarterback. Okay, he is trash. I'm, I'm going to say that again. 
He is trash. Okay. Okay. He, Talk he, gave, talks he, he threw three. He threw three picks last week against a very bad secondary. The Colts. That's the weakness of their defense, and that's their secondary. But like I said, my worst fear is is that Adam Gaze is going to come in and he's going to do all these screen plays, and and that's just my biggest fear that's going to happen tomorrow. Now, if the screen play works, I'll be like, okay, fine. But if he continues to do these screen plays, and if it doesn't work, then we have a problem. Yeah, you know, look, <laughs> he's got to make adjustments. Okay, listen, no screen plays. Everyone knows that they're coming. Everybody. I mean, the Niners were sniffing those out left and right. He can't come out and coach scared. He can't come out and coach and be extremely conservative in his play calling. He's got to come out and try to push the ball down the field. He's got to try to get Sam outside of the pocket as well. Utilize what Sam does well. You got him standing back there like a damn statue. He don't play like that. <laughs> he didn't play like that in college. You know, we I know. The, no, the, the, the flash, and, and the, the flash, was, flash, uh, and, flash and plays the that he makes, he's rolling year. out of the pocket and he's throwing down the field. I just, I don't understand why Gaze doesn't utilize him like that, Steve. Yeah, no, because the thing was, he was honest. Adam Gaze, honest, last year was more aggressive with his play calls than last year. But, mm-hmm. but I got to be very, very honest, though. I got to be very honest. So far in these first two games, he really hasn't been more aggressive. I mean, I want to see Gaze be aggressive with some of the plays he did last year. And if we're, you got to do a play that the Colts are not expected to see. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got to, He's got to do something. He's got to do something differently than what he's been doing. Like you said, he's got to he's got to push the ball. You can't come out and run, you know, <laughs> like he did against the Niners. You can't come out and just run, you know, on fourth and one, run into a brick wall defense. You got to change it up. You got to make adjustments. If we don't adjust, regardless of what team it's against in this league, we will die. That is death. You you cannot play like that in the NFL. You just you can't do it. And I mean, it's just. This is completely ridiculous. But going back to the offense, Steve, because I love talking to you about this, about this team and what we got going. What are you expecting out of Cager, man? You know, he got upgraded. He's on the active roster. Are you expecting him to have a solid day and really be, you know, a bigger part of the game plan? He should have been on the active roster from the end of training camp, okay? He should have been on the roster from day one. Because – let me yeah. tell you, I watched some of the things that he did in camp. This guy can be really good for us. I mean, listen, he's a, this, is also, this is one of the reasons why you should attack the Colts secondary with him when he's on the field. Six foot five, mm-hmm. 220 pounds from Georgia. I mean, this guy, this guy has been a highlight like, for, for camp for us this year. And I am so excited that finally he gets his chance to play. And I'm going to say this, Joe, if he comes out and has a great game tomorrow, he should be on the roster for the rest of the year. I don't want to see him just going right back to the practice squad. I mean, listen, I understand with the fact that when Mim comes back and Crowder comes back and Perriman comes back, I got to be very honest, though. I'd rather put Josh Malone on the practice squad because, to me, Malone is too slow. Okay. I mean, I mean, I hear you there, Steve. Going back to the defense, though, 
What are your expectations of Quentin Williams in this game? Because we saw him pop out a bit against the Niners. He had those two sacks. Everyone's excited about him, you know, building and looking, you know, doing something better than what we saw to him last season. Do you expect the same type of production in this game as well? Yeah, no, the thing the thing is, like, you know, Quentin definitely had his best game as a New York Jet last Sunday against the 49ers. I really do hope he does bring bring that style to Indianapolis tomorrow afternoon. It's just the thing is, this is like here are the keys to the to, to way the Jets have to do this tomorrow for this game now. Mm-hmm. Number one is you gotta protect Sam. Number two, yeah. you gotta take advantage of plays. Like if Indianapolis makes those mistakes, you gotta you gotta you gotta capitalize with those mistakes. You can't you can't you, you gotta like try to, to be Adam Gaze has to call a very aggressive game. And number three, we cannot have a slow start like we've done the first two games. If we have a yeah. slow start tomorrow against Indianapolis, Joe, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. yeah, we are. We are, Steve. And listen, so my final question for you, man, because you brought the fire all, all call long is, what is your final score prediction for the game? Okay. Here is the thing. I I mean, I know with the fact that the Jets have been hurt in the in this game. Unfortunately though, listen, I always hope I want to be wrong on this, but I unfortunately do think Indianapolis will still get the win because I just yeah. think as of now they are still they are kind of the better team than we are. I think the Jets are going to give them a very close game. I think they will give the Colts a, a close game. I'm going to say 23 to 20 Colts tomorrow. 23 to Colts? Okay. 23 to 20 Colts. That's what Steve is going with. Listen, Steve, it was great talking to you, my man. Again, can't wait to talk to you for the next show. You know, we're going to have you brought the fire, man. Thank you again for calling in. No problem, Joe. Have a good night. Bye-bye. All right. You have a good one. Woo. Listen. Steve called in and he brought the absolute fire, okay? He brought the fire. I mean, he, he, he's he got everything covered. He talked about the Colts, all his concerns. He talked about the tight end position uh, that they have there with Ali Cox, guys like, you know, T.Y. Hilton as well. Steve had a lot of stuff to say, and he absolutely brought the fire, and it was great to talk to him. Salute to him. Can't wait to speak to him again on the next show about this, about this team, you know, the outcome of the game. But Again, I'm going to get away from the college for a little bit. If you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, I stream live while I do my uh, my show. So not only do I have callers, I also have folks in the chat. So we're going to get to the chat in a little bit, and we're going to talk about, you know, what these guys are talking about in here. So first guy I'm going to get to in the chat is Vincent. Vincent says, hey, uh, it's Vinny here, Joe. I already have bad vibes about this game. As i just seen four QBs dressed with four wide receivers. Listen. <laughs> Vinny, man, I hear you. There's a lot of people out there that are screaming, why do we have four quarterbacks on this roster right now with the issues that we have a wide receiver? Why have we? Why didn't we attack the wide receiver market a little further? I personally thought that we would have went after uh, Muhammad Sanu before the Niners got him. I personally thought that we would have brought in, you know, another guy that was out there. But, hey, we kind of, you know, are dealing with what we're dealing with. Uh, you look at the situation right now, wide receiver, because of the guys that we got banged up, the guys that we got hurt with us, again, missing Perryman. With us missing Crowder, we all know Mims is, you know, dealing with his injury. He's on the IR. We all know that Vincent Smith, all these guys that we have there that are not going to be playing, we're dealing with Hogan, 
uh, Barrios, who's going to be questionable for Lamar. I'm still worried about Barrios and where exactly he's in. You know, how close to 100% is he? Uh, you're also looking at Malone. We'll see what he's going to give us. And Cager is a guy that's interesting. I know a lot of, a lot of fans love Cager. They love what he brings to the table. Uh, they like his size. They like his ability. But we've got to see what this guy can do on the field. You know, with, with solid players out here. Again, like Steve said, a lot of other fans thought as well that he would be on the active roster directly after camp because they were so excited about what he could bring to the offense. But he didn't get called up until now. So we'll see what Cager does. I think he should be, a, a you know, a pre, get a pretty decent size load in the offense because we don't have anybody out there, a wide receiver, and we're going to see his talent and what he brings. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and continue with the comments here in the chat. I'm going to get to the next comment. Sports MC. Sports MC says, we're going to see that Fant is a good player this week. Poor Donald has no, ta- no talent to throw to, and now he's going to get killed with a doka at right tackle. <laughs> Listen, you know, I think that's one of the biggest questions. Salute to Sports MC. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest questions here for me as well is, what Adoga are we getting? You know, is he still that guy that we were worried about last year? We were concerned about him and his skill set. We were concerned about him just playing a right tackle, period. You know, is he a guy that can fill in? If Adoga comes out and he looks as bad or worse than he did last year, we're going to be in some big trouble. I'm talking big trouble. Because I remember last year he struggled. And I'm talking he struggled against guys that were just decent pass rushers, not even like the top end guys. He struggled against guys that were just, you know, coming out and getting around. So I'm worried about Adoga as well. I'm worried about how he's going to fill in there at right tackle again. I'm not the biggest, you know, fant, uh, fan, but – you know, if Adoga's going to be out there, he's got to be ready. I'm also wondering, again, again with the injuries, with Adoga filling in, if, if Adam Gay sees Adoga struggling, what is he going to do to kind of circumvent, circumvent the situation and help him out? Are you going to take a running back, have a running back come out the field and chip, you know, that pass rusher that's on Adoga that maybe he's struggling with? How are you going to help Adoga out in the passing game if he's getting beat? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to put a tight end on that side, a lot of tight end to help Adoga a little bit before he goes out to a route? I need to see Adam Gaze make these adjustments to help out personnel that may be struggling within the scheme or may be struggling within the game. Because if you don't, you're going to get Sam killed. You're absolutely going to get Sam killed, and it's not going to be a good thing for anybody out there because the offense is yet again going to be sputtering and stuttering, and we're going to have big-time issues. You know, so I, I need to see what he's doing out there. I need to see what Adam Gaze is going to do if things are not going the way that he thinks that they should go. I need to see these things. I need to see him make changes. I need to see him offensively adjust when things aren't going well. If the Colts find a way where they see the situation, they go, hey, Adoga's a guy that we can test. You know, maybe we want to stay away from Beckton. That guy has shown us that he's a solid tackle. If they're attacking Adoga, what are you going to do? Are you just going to stand there and let it keep happening? Or are you going to make an offensive adjustment to help Adoga out? I think that's going to be a big question. Uh, I'm going to continue to go to the chat here. Next comment I'm going to read is going to Randy y'all shout out to you, Randy. Uh, again, thank you for coming into the stream. Randy says the coaching alone will be the X factor in this game. Absolutely. Randy. I just, I just was talking about that, you know, so coaching is going to be big time. The X factor in this game, because again, not only are we talking about the adjustments by Adam Gaze, but we're talking about game in game decisions as well. He made a ton of questionable in-game decisions, not just last year, but just as recently as the Niners game. We saw that. where He was doing things where we were like, what are you doing? Running straight into the Niners' pile in fourth and one. Why would you call that? Uh, Kicking a field goal 
<laughs> on fourth and seven when you're struggling and you've been and you're down. I think we were down twenty four to three at that point. Why are you doing these things? Also, hey, is he going to have the team prepared as well? I think that's going to be a big question too, because if this team comes out lackadaisical, if this Jets team comes out slow, if this Jets team comes out lethargic, we are done. We're done. <laughs> there's, there's not going to be any other questions to ask or answer or nothing. We are going to be finished. These are teams we're, we're going to come up against. You know, the Colts are a good team. There's other teams coming down the road that are really good teams as well. You come out slow against them. You come out lethargic. You come out like you're not ready or prepared. They're going to finish you, you know, and especially with all the players coming out as well, talking about the issues in practice and all these other things. He's got to have it together. He's got to have it together. He's got to have – you know, this team on point, and he's got to make sure that he's on point as well with his offensive calls and his game, in-game decisions and his adjustments. He's got to be on point because if he doesn't, he's going to get outcoached yet again, and we're going to be back here going, man, what are we doing? We're really wasting time with this head coach. He needs to be out of here. You know, look, I'm the first one to scream. Gaze, I think Gaze should be fired. I thought he should have been fired last year after the season, uh, but the, the, the crowd is not going to get anything but louder if you continue to put this type of product out there on the field, that's completely ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to keep on going with the chat. Uh, Lustig1337, shout out to you, Lustig. Welcome to the stream again as well, my man. He says, I hope Gaze moves, Gaze moves the pocket a bit. Darnold is going to get killed if he sits in the pocket all day. That's, I think that's part of the off, offensive adjustment as well, 1337. Uh, one, one, three, uh, that, that's part of the offensive adjustment. Look, we all know that Darnold is a guy that – makes plays when he can get outside the pocket and use his feet. We all know that. Yes, he can throw from within the pocket. Yes, he has solid arm talent. Yes, he's accurate, all these things. But let me tell you something. When you get Sam outside of that pocket, he becomes even more special. Let's do that. Let's, let's get some rollouts going. Let's, let's use some pass action. <laughs> right? Like, is anybody else looking at the situation and going, hey, you know, why are we not using, you know, any kind of pass action plays here? Why are we not, you know – trying to trick the defense and, and attacking. Why are we not taking shots down the field to keep a team honest, to just let them know, hey, look, yeah, we may be missing some guys, but guess what? We'll still take that shot. So if you send too many guys, we're going we're gonna to beat you on the back end because we got some players that can still move and get back there, all right? They get behind you. Yes, we're going to test, and, and, and we're going we're gonna to get six if you slip up. You know, so those are things that he's got to do, but he's got to set this offense up to not only protect Sam, but also help Sam as well. Make plays. Put him in a position where he can do his thing. Start playing fast. <laughs> Good God, man. I just I get so upset talking about Adam Gates because it's like, hey, listen, even if we lack the talent, guess what? Pick up the tempo. Get moving. Get things going. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to push the pocket, like push the tempo of this game and really put the Colts on their heels. We saw at the Niners game before the half, we saw that, hey, once we started to go into our quick, we were able to move the ball a bit, and then that just went away. We never did it again, and the offense would con consistently stall out on drive. Start pushing the ball that way and see what you can do. Pick up the tempo. Don't just come out there and just heat and hard and just try to sit there and just beat the coach. No, take it to them. That's, that, that's the way we've got to play. You've got to attack. You've got to attack in this league, and that's what we've got to do, so – I'm going to stick with the, uh, with the chat here. I'm going to go to Randy Yaws. Randy Yaws says, I think Williams will have the defense ready this week. It's the offense that will kill us in, the, in this one. I just know it. Listen, listen, Randy, 
I'm right there with you. You know, I, I'm concerned about the offense. I think that Williams will have the defense ready and give a better effort than we saw last week. Again, I am concerned. I'm wondering what they're doing with Avery Williamson. I'd like to see him get more snaps. I don't ever want to see Alec Ogletree out there again. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have nothing to do with that guy on the field. Keep that guy somewhere else. Just not here. Okay, not here. Um, I need to see Avery get more snaps. Hopefully Neville's going to be out there as well. And I, I want to see what he does because there's some matchups as well with the Colts too. I talked about it with Steve earlier. He was bringing the fire. But, listen, they got this running back, Taylor. I know Marlon Mack is out. You know, uh, he's either on the IR or soon to be on the IR because he's dealing with that uh, ACL injury that he's had. But let me tell you something. Taylor's a, a, a quality back. This guy can come out the backfield and catch the football. And we saw that we struggled against that in the last game. We saw Coleman coming out and do it. Mozart was able to scoot out and get some catches as well. So, we can't have that. There's also some question marks as well as, hey, what are you going to do when these tight ends are coming out, coming out as well for their routes? We know that Marcus May, you know, got tested last week with Jordan Reed. He was able to, able to beat him on some plays, get some TDs. I know the Colts are going to try it too. They're going to test him. They're going to say, oh, you got beat by Reed last week? Oh, yeah, we got some guys too. We got Jack Doyle. You know, we got Ali Cox. We're going to see, you know, can you cover these guys too? Because if you can't, we're going to keep going to them early and often. A bigger question as well for me is how's our cornerback position going to hold up against these wide receivers? Listen, T.Y. Hilton, that dude means business. This dude's been a quality receiver in the league for I don't know how long. Still a solid route runner, still a guy that can move, still a guy that can scoot, still a guy that can get after it. If you do not find a way to keep him covered, you're going to have problems. You're going to have big problems because he's going to, he's going to take it to the house. If, he, if they can get the ball in his hands and they target him quite a bit, if they can get the ball in his hands, man, let me tell you something. They're going to attack you. They're absolutely going to attack you. And another question mark for me is, how are they going to handle Mike Pittman? Listen, everybody knows I'm a USC guy. Hey, I make no bones about it, <laughs> okay? You know what I'm saying? I'm a West Coast guy, Trojans all day. You know what I mean? I, you know, it is what it is, all right? I love Sam. I love my guys. You know, I love Mike. But, hey, he's on the opposite side this week, okay? If you're on the opposite side of the green, you know, I, I, can't, I can't rock with you because right now we're playing you. You know what I'm saying? But let me tell you something. Mike Pittman is a talented young wide receiver. This guy, that was a guy that I was hoping, honestly, that we were, we were going to be able to draft, but he went before we were, you know, got our pick. So, you know, salute to him as well. But listen, this is a guy that is a big body. Um, and in, particularly in the red zone, you know, he could be a, he could be a nightmare. <laughs> like, he really could. If we don't get him covered, if we don't get a guy, you know, on him and make sure that this guy isn't just allowed to roam and just get out there and run freely, we're going to have some issues, man, because Mike Pittman, I mean, he's such a big body and there's just, he has such a big catching radius. He raises his arms. The dude's big. Like he can really get down there. So we've got to be able to cover these guys. Again, Pascal is another guy that they have too that can get after it. Like he's another wide receiver. That's a quality guy. They have guys that can attack and this defense has got to be able to step up, not just our corners, but also our pass rush. we got to find some way to manufacture a pass rush against this team. And that's why I think Quentin Williams, even though I don't believe like he's an elite pass rusher, I do think that his ability to push the pocket and his ability to really you know, disrupt things, that can really play a big part in this football game as well. Because if Quentin can start pushing guys around, if he can get back there for maybe one sack, maybe two sacks, uh, if he could push the pocket, if he could force Phillip into some bad situations or some bad throws because he's right in his face, that would do nothing but help us. 
that would do nothing but help us, man. Seriously. Um, I'd also like to see a guy like Jordan Jenkins as well. Let's see Jordan Jenkins go out there. I know he needs more snaps as well. Williams should put him out there too. Let's see him coming off the edge. Let's see him get going early. Another guy that I want to see as well, Henry Anderson. Listen, Henry Anderson, uh, you've been back on a you've been on a milk carton for quite a bit. The only time we see you is when you're getting penalties. But you know, fan, that's got to stop as well. <laughs> we need to see Henry Anderson produce in this game too. We need to see him go out there and you know get after the QB because he was a guy you know a couple years ago that when he resigned we were all excited about. Because we were all saying to ourselves, okay, finally, you know, we got a guy that maybe isn't like a sack artist, but he's a guy that, you know, can push the pocket and get after it. He's the closest that we have to a pass rusher. And so far, we haven't seen much of that. And I think that we need to see that now. We need to see him get after it in this Colts game. We need to see him go out there and put on. You know what I'm saying? He's got to get after it. So I, I'm, I'm concerned from that standpoint. I'm also concerned a little bit about their running game as well, because, again, when you see the Niners score just the way they did on the same toss plays, I expect the Colts to come out. It's a copycat league. I expect the Colts, the Colts to come out and attack. I absolutely want to see them attack us, or I actually think they're going to attack us, attack us excuse me. Um, and I think they're going to try a lot of the same things that the Niners try. You know, they're going to try those tosses. They're going to try to, you know, string us out. They're going to try to see, you know, what, what they can get away with. And we've got to make sure that all those issues that we had last week don't carry into this week. They just, they cannot. They absolutely cannot. We just, we, we've got to get after it. We've got to get after it defensively, and we've got to be set and ready to go. Because, again, if we come out and we give up big plays defensively like we gave up against the Niners, I'm telling you, the Colts, the Colts have the ability to put us away. They really, really do. Um, I'm going to go back to the chat. Uh, Nick Hunter says, this game should be the last straw for Joe Douglas. If it's the same nonsense we've been seeing for the past two weeks, Douglas needs to march up to Chris Johnson and demand that Gaze be fired. Listen, listen, Nick, salute to you as well. Dude, I'm right there with you. If Adam Gaze cannot get this together, if Adam Gaze cannot figure this out, if Adam Gaze cannot coach adequately in this league, if he can't just he was brought here for Sam Darnold. If he can't figure out how to utilize Darnold, if he can't figure out how to, you know, get this offense together, you know, we're going to be, in, we're, we're going to, we're going to lose. We're going to keep losing. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like we're going to keep losing as long as he keeps coaching as badly as we've been seeing so far. You know, we're going to keep having the same issues. If he does not get these things corrected, if we continue to see the same things where we're coming out, we're saying to ourselves, hey, we're still not offensively adjusting. We're still not, you know, the game plan still doesn't look solid. The team still comes out like they don't understand anything that's going on. You know, it just, we're, we're putting horrific product out there and we're getting blown out week after week. It's like, come on. You, at some point, you got to get rid of this guy. And I, I've called for him to get fired for quite a bit. You know, because, again, we're seeing the same thing over and over and over again. We're seeing him come out, and it looks exactly the same. The product looks the same. The offense looks the same. We talked about, you know, last week, that offense that was on the field looked exactly like the 32nd-ranked offense that we saw last year. It looked exactly the same. It's like (laughs) we've got to change things up. We can't come out here and look exactly the same. You've got to make adjustments offensively. If you do not adjust in this league, you will lose. Point blank, period. I mean, we, we talk about, 
adjustments within the league. We talk about other teams that do it. I know, understand we all hate the Patriots. We all do. Every single one of us is Jets fans. We can't stand them. But I'll tell you what, if you look at how the Patriots have won games, if you look at how they won in the playoffs, if you look at how they won Super Bowls, it's because they adjust. It's because they adjust. They go out there, and I'm telling you, by the second quarter, they don't look anything like they did in the first. They come out in the half. They don't look anything like they did before the half. They come out in the fourth, and they put you away. Their calling card is adjustment. It is adjustments. And another thing that they don't do is, you know, they don't put themselves in bad situations. They're very well coached. They understand what's coming. They're very well studied. And they don't, you know, they don't kill themselves. They go out there and play solid football. I mean, you know, we all talk about it. Their whole theme is do your job. Everybody's out there doing what they need to do. They do their job, point blank, period. So the, the Jets have got to, we've got to, we've got to model ourselves. We've got to do some of the same things. And again, it starts with Gaze. He was brought in here as a head coach. He's got to put it together. This guy cannot stay out here and just stand around and look stupid and not have guys ready or not be prepared or not be ready to adjust if things are changing within the game, whether it be personnel because of injuries or whether it be, you know, things that you're seeing out there where you're seeing, oh, the Colts are running this type of defense. Let me make an adjustment to my call. And for the love of goodness, will you let Darnold audible? Good God, man. Good God, man. Will you let this guy audible? This is ridiculous. Like, all these things should be put into, you know, the, the playbook on a weekly basis and stop coming out with these damn wide receiver screens. Everybody knows that they're coming. Jeez Louise. I'm going to keep with the chat because the chat is on fire right now. Uh, I'm going to go back to the chat here. Uh, Randy Yalls, Randy Yalls is absolutely speaking the truth. Randy says, uh, Randy says here, I say it's 24 to 10, but it could possibly uh, be more like 45 to 3. The coach shoot themselves. And we score a garbage TV again. Wow, Randy. <laughs> Randy calling, calling, calling the Colts for the big time win. I know that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of Jets fans that are look, kind of looking at it that way as well. Um, you know, before, uh, I remember a lot of Jets fans were saying that the Colts, this is a game that we can look at. Some of them were taking it really, you know, lightly, taking the Colts lightly, thinking that they weren't as talented. And then, you know, as the game came closer, as things are coming closer, I'm starting to hear a lot more Jets fans say, I don't know. I don't think we can beat the Colts. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be this bad. So I hear you, Randy. Going back to the chat again, Randy, Randy's, Randy's letting it be known here. He's typing quite a bit. I'll get to everybody as well, but Randy's speaking his mind. Randy says, and no bonehead penalties. Listen, Randy, listen, man, I am right there with you. Uh, that to me is more bothersome and more worrisome than a lot of other things that we have going on as well is that the bonehead penalties that I, I talked about Henry Anderson, the bonehead penalties from him, it's completely ridiculous. Like the things that you see out of that, like, look, we're already a team that isn't super talented. We all understand that. We all understand that there's a void of talent there, but guess what? You can't go out there as well and shoot yourself in the foot too. You can't go out there and put yourself behind the eight ball by getting heavily penalized too. Because you're just gifting this other team more yards. You're gifting them extensions of their drives. You're gifting, you're bailing them out of certain situations. Like that play, again, Henry Anderson, if he doesn't get that roughing, the Niners have to wrap it up and punt because that, that kills their drive. But with that penalty, it extended their drive, and they were able to continue to keep forward pushing and, uh, you know, eventually turn that into points. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You cannot allow teams that are more talented than you and better than you to extend their drives because you're making bonehead decisions. I mean, 
it, it, it's just it's just been ridiculous, you know. I'm gonna keep going to the chat. Mr. Magic, salute to you, Mr. Magic, and welcome to the stream as well. Mr. Magic says, "Come on, Joe. Gaze has been working on this game plan for five years. He's not gonna change it now." <laughs> listen, Mr. Magic, he he said, "Listen, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of fans." You know, that think the exact same way, like, hey, he's not going to change. And I, and I understand it. We've seen that. We've seen this, excuse me, this, this, this horrific offensive game plan, the terrible play calling. We've seen all of these things since he's been here. But for me, I'm looking at the situation with this game, and I'm saying, dude, you've got to change. If you don't change, you know, simply because of what's being called out there, you've got to change your offensive game plan for the personnel that you have. Because, again, we're banged up at wide receiver. No Crowder, no Perryman. We all know that Mims is on the IR. Vincent Smith is dealing with what he's dealing with. You're going out there with Hogan, Cager, a banged-up Berrios, and Malone. It's like, okay, look, you've got to adjust your offensive game plan then. you got two wide, two tight ends, you know, that can catch the football fairly well. You know, I know Herndon had a big drop last week, but he's a guy that we were all excited about because we saw flashes before of him being able to catch the ball in the scheme. We know that Griffin – you know, can catch the football, why not utilize those guys? I don't understand it. <laughs> like, you've got to utilize them more. And I'm not just talking about in the blocking game. You've got to utilize them in, in the catching game and not on damn screens. Go out there, get these guys down the seam, allow them to run down the seam, and allow them to catch the football. It's just it's completely ridiculous. I understand, you know, looking at it, yeah, he probably isn't going to change. <laughs> there probably isn't going to be an adjustment. But you've got to scream for it, because if he doesn't, I'm telling you, we're going to lose, and we're going to lose a lot. If there's no adjustments made, you're going to lose. I'm going back to the chat. <laughs> Vincent, shout out to you, Vincent. Again, welcome to the stream. Vincent says, Gage reminds me of when I used to rage. <laughs> he would just quit when the game gets tough. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I, we, we talked about that, and we talked about how he kicked that field goal and quit on the team, you know, down 24 to three, it was just completely ridiculous, just completely ridiculous. He cannot go in there and do these things. He cannot do it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. When you watch some of the things and his play calling, the way that he's treated uh, the situation here offensively, it's, it's, it's just horrific, but I'm going to keep going with the chat. Just keep chatting up. I got a lot of people in the chat. They're going absolutely crazy. Uh, BK, yo, salutes to you, BK, and welcome to the stream. BK says, I would rather the offense take shots and take the risk. Try new plays and fail or make mistakes, turnovers, than be stifled so thoroughly by gaze like it is right now. Exactly, BK, and that's what we were talking about earlier. When you look at this Colts team and you see that, yeah, they have pass rushers, they have some guys that can get after it, but there's some shots that you can take down the field because that secondary is a little soft. I know we're banged up at wide receiver. I know we're missing some guys. But we still got guys that can move down the field, you know. So if the Colts secondary is the issue, let's take some shots at those guys and see what happens. Let's take some risks. Let's not stand, stand back there in the pocket, be very predictable in our play calling. Again, our offensive line, we're missing our, our right tackle. Let's not stand back there. Let them pin their ears back. Let them decapitate Sam, come out with the same screens that we did before, uh, be ultra conservative with our calls. Like, all that stuff should not be happening. We should be trying to take shots. We should move Sam out of the pocket. We should be trying to take care of business here. There should be no issues. There's no reason why we should be playing so scared against this football team. Let's go out there and throw everything that we got at them and pick up the tempo. You know what I'm saying? So 
Listen, now it's time to come down to my prediction. It's time to talk about my prediction. Time to talk about how I feel (laughs) the finishing score is going to be to this game. Look, again, I am worried about the coaching. I'm very worried about Adam Gase. I'm worried about his offensive play calls. I'm worried about what he's going to do in this game. I'm concerned for Sam Darnold, particularly because, again, we're going to be missing our starting right tackle. I'm not, um, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in Adoga. I'm worried about him as well. Um, I'd like to see our running game change up a bit. I don't want to see Frank Gore get 40 carries. Um, I'd like to see P. Ryan be able to use utilize in there. I want to see P. Ryan also come out in the passing game too, because he's a kid that can he can catch the football. And so I don't understand, you know, why Gates hasn't necessarily used him as much uh, as I believe he should have. But a, a, a big time, you know, guy that I want to see is Herndon. I need to see Herndon out there. I need to see him utilize in the offensive passing game. I need to see that Griffin as well. I want to see these guys utilize. There's no reason that we shouldn't see two tight end sets. There's just no reason for that. Uh, defensively, I'm a little concerned about them taking their shots at our secondary, again, with Pittman, T.Y., uh, you know, the tight ends that they have, too. Again, I think they're going to test May. I, I do think that May will turn it around, though. I will say that. I do think that Marcus May is going to have a better game this week than he had last week. I definitely think that he's going to bounce back. But I'm a little concerned about them attacking our secondary. Uh, Quincy, Quincy Wilson is going to be out, too. Um, you know, they're going to go after Bless. They're going to go after Pierre Desir, who's a guy that, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering, you know, if Pierre's going to show up in this game because we saw, I mean, the first game he got benched. So they're definitely going to go after him. So I'm a little concerned about our defense getting chewed up a bit. Also, I want to see how Wilson or Williams, excuse me, Greg Williams schemes up pressure. You know, what is he going to do? Uh, is he going to send a lot of blitzes, uh, a lot of exotic blitzes? Is he going to send the house? Is he willing to do that um, and, you know, to, to test them and see, you know, what they do on the back end? Um, I'm looking to see what, what happens with Henry Anderson. You know, can Henry Anderson recover and be the Henry Anderson of old, the guy we signed that we were excited about? You know, can he turn it around or is he a guy that's just going to constantly, you know, be heavily penalized and then pulled from the game when he makes bonehead plays? You can't have those bonehead plays against this Colts. Uh, because again, you're going out there with Phillip Rivers. And the thing about Phillip, though, Phillip has no issues chucking the ball up into tight windows where it could be intercepted. Like we've seen that in the past. We've seen Phil go out there and risk it. I'm talking about risk it for the biscuit, okay? He will he will put it, you know, right where certain guys can get it to it. You know, so you gotta go out there and be prepared for that. You gotta go out there and be prepared for a Phillip Rivers. That has, you know, still can throw the football down the field, but makes, you know, questionable decisions from time to time, really pushing to make a play. And so if the play is there to be made, you got to make it because he'll he'll throw an interception here and there. Phil will definitely give you some. So I'm just a little bit concerned about that. And also I want to see Quinn and Williams. I want to see Quinn and Williams definitely, you know, continue to show progress and continue to step up in this game. I'd like to see a sack or maybe two sacks out of him. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see what he gives us. But I want to see him to continue to be disruptive for me. Um, I want to see him continue to go back there and push the pocket and really put the weight of, you know, just all, all, the, all, all the, the stuff that's been going on, all the losing. I know there's probably is anger in him quite a bit. I want him to put all of that weight directly onto the Colts and really show them the business and really get out there and just absolutely wreak havoc on them. So I want to see that. But 
you know, I'm a little concerned about their, their matchup there offensively. So with all that said, I'm going to take the Colts to win this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm telling you, I'm going to take Oh, come on, come on, come on, people. Don't get after me. I mean, look, I'm just a guy trying to trying to shoot it straight. I'm just trying to tell everybody what's going on here. Not... Listen, I get it, okay? I'm a Jets fan. I love the team. I love the green. I'm not here bashing them, but I, it's just hard for me, you know, not to take the Colts in this football game because of what they bring. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Just let me let me finish, okay? Let me finish. There's no need to boo me, all right? Look, I'm trying to spit my takes, okay? Look, I look at the Colts and what they bring to the table, and I'm just – even if our defense does slow them down, how do we score? How do we score? And until, until Gaze and this offense can show me – even though I think Sam will come out and have a solid game, I think he'll have a game that's very similar to the Niners game, where he'll come out, he'll be very efficient because of the play calling – uh, or because of the, the lack of, of, you know, play calling. He'll just come out, dump it down, and be a check down Charlie because that's what, what, what he's being told to do. And, uh, you know, I think that our offense will sputter and stutter because of the game plan and the play calling from Adam Gaze. I really, really do. I think we'll see another game where, where you know, Gaze will come out and he'll put Sam in positions to just not be as effective as he could be in a better system. Um, so, it just it just kind of is what it is. I mean, it's it's hard for me to to go anywhere else but Colts. So I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts, thirty to ten. I'm gonna go thirty ten Colts. I just it's tough for me to pick the Jets, man. It's really tough for me to pick the Jets in this game. So I'm going thirty to ten Colts victory. So. With that said, I'm gonna close out the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for watching as well. Listen. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show, The Long Beach Joe Show on Facebook. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead, go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000, that's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Darnold jersey on. I'll throw it right back at you, man. I'll, I'll come right back and troll you too. Uh, the show's uh, page as well on Twitter is the Long Beach Joe. Uh, go ahead and follow that. Follow you right back. We can go back and forth about everything, the Jets and everything else. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets. Go ahead and subscribe to my content on there. If you want to troll me in my in my comments, go ahead and troll me. I'll I'll go right back and forth with you. I love going back and forth with people. I also love talking about the, the team on there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. Do not tell listen to anyone. Don't listen to anyone telling you anything different. The hugs will always remain free. So I want to thank you folks for listening. You folks have a good one. Peace.